I'm Alan Weiss, and uh, this episode of The Uncomfortable Truth is what I call the humility myth. I have had it, I tell you humbly, with humility. I don't know why the question keeps coming up. What's so great about humility? You know, Frank Lloyd Wright, the great architect, maybe the greatest ever, said long ago he had a choice to choose between hypocritical humility or honest arrogance. He chose honest arrogance and never saw any reason to regret that decision. Mother Teresa, Martin Luther King, Gandhi, Nelson Mandela, they thought they could make a difference even against overwhelming odds. These were not humble people. They were good people. They were righteous people, but they weren't humble people. No star athlete, from Muhammad Ali to Tom Brady, is humble. No great entertainer, from Sinatra to Taylor Swift, is humble. They know they're good. They might get nervous but they know they're good, and they ain't humble. Humility, what is it? It's really a modest or low view of one's abilities and value. Is that the surgeon or the attorney or the architect or the designer or the consultant that you really want? Somebody with a modest or low view of his or her abilities? Who's really humble? I'll tell you, Jimmy Carter was humble. As president, he wanted to do away with motorcades. He just wanted to be driven through the streets of Washington without any kind of fanfare or anything. Stop for red lights. By consensus, he's in the bottom third of all presidents. By every historical consideration, by every expert's judgment, terrible president. One term, defeated in his second term, very rare. No successful general from Hannibal to Eisenhower was humble. No job, whether it's a gardener or a plumber, a rubbish collector, a firefighter, a therapist, is served well through humility. We should all have some humility at certain times. I know what you're thinking. In the presence of great works, or nature, for example, there's humility. When I first saw the Pietà in St. Peter's in Rome, I was breathless. It's a humble activity. When I first saw the David in Firenze at the Academy, humbling activity. In Milan, the Last Supper, it's a humbling activity. Listening to great music, to Mozart or Beethoven, or reading great works, John Irving, John Updike, Charles Dickens, humbling activity. But that's in the presence of, of nature, of the Grand Canyon or the, or the, the vast oceans. Why do so many people recommend, practice, even demand this humble demeanor? Why do they, by default, think it's the proper trait? I'll tell you why. It's a matter of their own poor self-worth and low esteem. Most people preach a humility. Most people demanding that others be humble are themselves insecure and feel inferior. And so they're trying to bring everyone down to their own perceived level of inadequacy. People who don't feel terribly good about themselves don't want others to feel good about themselves. That elevates them. It creates even a greater self-worth gap if other people are doing so much better than they are. You've got to close that gap by bringing the other people down because they cannot elevate themselves. You know, Puritanism was once defined, I forgot who said this, or I'd give them credit, it wasn't me, but Puritan, Puritanism was defined as the dread fear that somebody someplace was actually enjoying himself.
So in trying to convince me I shouldn't feel too good about myself, I should be humble, I'm brought down to others' level of low self-worth, closing that gap they fear so much. They confuse arrogance's definition. Arrogance is not promoting your business. Arrogance is not telling people of your own value. Arrogance is not suggesting you can help others because you're bringing value to others. But arrogance is sitting by the phone expecting that people know you so well and talk about you so much that they'll call you. There's a word for those people sitting by the phone arrogantly waiting for people to call them. Bankrupt. Broke. Marshall Goldsmith and I, when we were writing Lifestorming, discussed the fact that most life coaches in the United States happen to be women. And many of them do a very, very good job, except most of them are not doing well financially at all because they refuse to promote themselves, which is basically an arrogant positioning. It's not what life coaches should be practicing or telling others for that matter. Humble people are not talented people who are trying not to take credit. They are mainly the untalented trying to prevent others from taking appropriate credit. I remember once watching the Johnny Carson show and he had on Steve Allen as a guest. Now, Steve Allen at the time uh, was quite well known and was very talented. He was a great comedian. He did some songwriting. He had written a couple of books, but he was a presence in the, in the uh, entertainment field. And most people thought he was very good. But Carson gave him this incredible introduction, said he had written, I don't know, 20 or 30 uh, music albums, had authored 30 or 40 books had written this, had done this, had traveled there. It was absolutely unbelievable, and it took about three or four minutes. And Steve Allen said then, I wish you wouldn't introduce me like that, just introduce me as Steve Allen, which seemed to be quite humble. In reading his biography later, I found out that Steve Allen provided that introduction to all of his hosts and introducers, and then pretended that he didn't know they were going to say that, so he could deny it and appear humble. The appearance of humility, when it's not meant, that's arrogance. And so I say to you, be honest, be proud. Don't confuse arrogance with stupidity. And don't think somehow that humility is a sterling trait among the people whom you trust, whom you need at times. That's not what you're calling for. You're calling for confidence and you're calling for competence. And that, my friends, is the uncomfortable truth. (laughs) 